Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for burritos. I am David <laughs> Steele of thesteelempire.com with... Chaotic Anarchy. And I'm Griswick. And we have a special guest host with us today. Would you please name yourself, sir? TK. This is TK. <laughs> Not just a random TK, he's TK from the Thread Raiders. That's correct. So that's going to bring us right into our interview. So we'll take it away, CA. So TK, question number one. What does it mean <laughs> to be a Thread Raider? Being a Thread Raider is a lot of things. The simplest is spreading a good message across all the social media, which we've so far rated. Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, of course. Mm-hmm. And we're all fans of everything tabletop. And you do like the, the Reddit page for that as well, right? Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> you are. You're an amazing force in the uh, Threadbearers movement. Yes. And that answer was correct. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so you can mark good. mark a check mark next to that. <laughs> it's so, Only 58 more uh, to go. Playing, playing <laughs> RPG games. Um, how long have you actually been into RPG games? Uh, 20... Five years? Okay. Really? Do you, do, you remember, do you remember what got you started in it? Yeah. My brother, my dad was the GM of my brother's first game. And I watched him play okay. and I was kind of curious about it. And he said, well, you know, if you, you watch and you learn and you don't break anything, you can play in our next <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Now, how about uh, being a dungeon master? Because we know you are a DM. Uh, how long have you been doing that? About 15 years. I started DMing when I was Excellent. a freshman in high school. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I always talk be, about how... Yeah. Do you prefer to be a DM online or in person? Hmm. I never thought about it. Most of my games lately have been online because yeah. just yeah. crazy schedules. You know, my <laughs> friends who are local yeah, yeah. will play yeah. online. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, all of our schedules are just so crazy. It's like, hey, you want to get a game together? We'll throw a one-shot together in a night. And it's like, all right, well... I'm I'm not gonna get dressed and be people presentable, so we'll just do it over. Mm. <laughs> people presentable. That's the best part. Yeah, you can be in your PJs or nothing. I just pictured TK wearing like a Hefner robe, yes. <laughs> with some dice in his hands yeah, and a yeah, fancy with chair. with a cigar, no <laughs> doubt. There's big pipe. Mm-hmm. That that'll be a, a special Twitch stream on my channel. Just me you know, rolling dice with a giant <laughs> pipe and a Hefner <laughs> robe, with just <laughs> gold embroidered TK on the. The breast pocket. <laughs> <laughs> now, currently, now. what what RPG games are you into right now? I, for one, know that you're running a Shadow Run game. Yeah, I'm what else you run? a huge fan of Shadow Run. I in my monthly group there, which I'm hoping to get together because I would like to stream it one day. We're playing Tales from the Loop, which is a challenge because there's no combat. Hmm. Now, is that based on D and D? Or is that a whole different system? It, uh, I think it's actually based off Fate, because it's a D6 system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as far as D&D is concerned, what editions do you play now, or what have you played? 
I've played everything except 4th edition because I boycotted it and just stuck to 3.5. Okay. <laughs> Was there a reason you boycotted it? You're one of my favorite people. <laughs> I mean, I've heard this before. Yeah, what was your reason? For me, it was the price jump, honestly. Okay. Because the third of 3.5 handbook, $25 MSRP. Yeah. Fourth edition mm-hmm. comes out, it jumped to 50 bucks. Uh. I was like, oh, wow. I just own all these 3.5 books, and now you want me to go and spend 50 bucks on a new handbook, new starter set, and everything for a game I've been playing since I was a kid. Yeah. So now, how about now? Now that 5th edition is out, do you ever find yourself going back to the older edition? Yeah, I occasionally play 3.5 with a few friends. Every now and again, we'll get our, get our old campaign back together. And you have a fairly large collection of D&D books, am I correct? Yes. Uh, I don't have mm-hmm. all of them at my house because Mandy, my wife, would kill me if I did. Uh, <laughs> and it's beautiful. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at my storage, we have a storage unit where I had to store some of my books. I have all of my second edition books. My dad has in his attic uh, four giant totes of first edition books I own. All mm-hmm. the 3.5 books. I actually dug out one of my second edition books for my Monday night game for uh, Ravenloft. He's like, oh, we want to play Curse of Strahd. Like, first you're playing Ravenloft. If you survive that, you can face Strahd. <laughs> nice. I just want to lay them all out and swim in them. Ah! <laughs> Uh, just a vivid picture just crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, TK, before I totally f- go off track. Um, so, you know, you use use um, Roll20, I know, when you do games online. What else do you use? What software and, and sites do you use? Mostly Roll20 for when I'm streaming because it's easier to get everything set up. But I'll also yeah. use uh, Hangouts and ScreenShare. Okay. And uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can buy this map software or this map software. I use GIMP. GIMP, I put the, <laughs> put the border down, awesome. and I just draw out like a cruddily drawn map with a mouse. <laughs> nice. Now, how about Twitch? Now, I know Thread Raiders has their own Twitch channel. We just started putting some things up on that. What's that like? You know, how you, I know you're just learning Twitch yourself. So how are you finding that? Twitch is... Amazing, especially with all the tools that are out there, and I'm still learning all of those. Mm-hmm. I got two versions of OBS, which last night we learned with the Echo thing. It's like, yeah. oh, it, it picked up a new mic that should not be picked up. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, and the people I've met and got to chat with just on my own streams that I've done, and just joining on other people's streams. It's an amazing community out there. Oh, yeah, the Shadow Run. Oh. I love watching that. The chat in there is amazing. I love hanging out with all the people that come to see your show. So another question for you. As far as D&D is concerned, or RPGs in general and the fantasy type, what is your favorite class to play or to uh, have characters be? Like like a barbarian, a magical class, um, a bard? What kind, what kind of things do you monks. like? <laughs> you like monks? Yes, monks are... I'm a, I'm a martial artist, so they have a special place to my heart. Ooh. I can see it. So my next question, because I'm a martial artist, what kind of martial arts are you into? Uh, I studied uh, Kudo for a while, uh, mm. but then I broke my back and I was told, yeah, you can't do that anymore, so now I just do Tai Chi. Wow. <laughs> you broke your back. Yeah, when I was in a bad car accident and it splintered my one vertebrae. And they're trying to fix it. They paralyzed me for about six oh, months. Oh, crap. 
I think I have a new obsession. Paralyzation? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Paraplegics? What are you getting into here? I have to I have to know about splintered spines. Oh. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, but obviously you're getting around now, right? Yeah, I got after intensive physical around. therapy. I got better, and supposed to have surgery at some point as soon as I can get a bunch of tests run. Oh wow! Oh yeah, man, take it easy. Don't don't hurt yourself. Another question for you. I I heard that you can hear dog whistles. Is that true? Yes, <laughs> and it's annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with that? How does one hear a dog whistle? Are you a superhero? How does one hear a dog whistle? No, it's something weird with like my dad can too, and it's something weird with our genetics. I, I jokingly told my dad, "I'm one, you know, I heal fast." What? Wait, I could hear a dog whistle. Are you related to Superman? <laughs> no, but are you, probably are you related are you... to McGruff the Crime yeah. Dog? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Would explain my hatred of dog whistles. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No, TK can't be Superman. I don't like Superman. Oh, I love Superman. No, he's my least favorite superhero. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, speaking of superhumans, I heard that you were married to a vampire. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my wife is obsessed with vampires. She actually wrote uh, one book and is writing a second Really? Vampire lore. She studied it nice. more than anyone I know. Is it right, fiction so make or nonfiction? Sh- yeah. um, <laughs> nonfiction. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, does she have it published? Is it somewhere where people can purchase? Uh, not yet. She's getting it edited right now because she's a perfectionist. Okay. okay. That's awesome. And you think she, like, she'll reread it? Like, I don't like this. I'm going to change yeah, this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's good. So- people like it. She put it up on Wattpad, yeah. and I was like, okay, the six million people who read it like it. I think it's good enough to publish. Nice. So, I, keep, I told her, I'll, I'll publish it on Amazon if I have to. It's like, yeah, I'll murder you. <laughs> so do the two of you have, like, adjoining twin-sized coffins? <laughs> no, although uh, she does get upset because I fall asleep with my eyes open sometimes. <laughs> oh. oh, so creepy. No. <laughs> Best couple in history. Oh, oh no. my God. I sleep, the way I sleep is I'll slow my breathing, lower my heart rate, and I meditate for a bit, and I drift off. And one night, my eyes were open. I was laying there, <laughs> staring at the roof, and she punched me in the chest because she thought I was dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. You weren't breathing. Like, I was sleeping. Why did you hit me? <laughs> All right. So question number 604. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that you are a Pisces. Yes. (laughs) So do you find that you have a lot of conflict with Sagittarius's? I don't think so. No? (laughs) That's a joke question, TK. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. (laughs) We just want to know where everybody stands, okay? It's it's not a judgment. (laughs) It's very important. (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan is your wife of the Gilmore Girls? There, you would break the scale. Oh, okay. <laughs> as much of a fan as she is, uh, she has the complete series on Blu-ray and DVD. No. <laughs> she has the books. 
Oh my god. Has a uh, custom made shirt that says uh, I forget what the guy's name was, but like like a team shirt for the Gilmore Girls. Cool. <laughs> So would you say that she has trouble balancing being an avid Gilmore Girls fan with being, you know, embracing the immortality of sucking blood from her other willing victims? <laughs> well, they go hand in hand. <laughs> fans of Gilmore Girls are all creatures of the night. I have met Gilmore Girl fans like that. Yes, I understand. Yes. I mean, look at look at Alexis Bledel. The girl never ages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so TK, don't you have a uh, a friend that's launching a Kickstarter soon? I know uh, Nickelbox is for Retroverse, and I know Retroverse isn't. Um, our guys are going to be interviewing him, right, on our Twitch stream. TK, Time, and Dak are all starting their own show for the Twitch channel. Oh, TK, I didn't know you were going to be doing that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and what is it called, TK? Uh, it's the Tabletop Spotlight. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Excellent. And I believe uh, CA, you you hooked up with them as well to have them on our show? Oh, yeah. They're going to be on one of our podcasts. Or they. I'm saying it's the one, right? Just Mm -hmm. Snicklebox is going to be. Well, I think there's another person, right, TK? Yeah, I know there's more than one creator. I just, Mm -hmm. but he's the only one going to be on the show, or are we going to have a couple guys? Yes. He's just the one, I believe. Awesome. I mean, the more the merrier. I'll take them all. That's fine. (laughs) Take them all. Take them all. More the merrier. I'll take them on. <laughs> <laughs> and I will cut that little quote. Oh. TK, we're glad to have you, and you're going to come along for the ride as we go into our segment. So I'm going to hand things over to the Master Grizz as we get into the news. Today in the news. So actually, we're going to start off with, uh, I, I was able to find out that there are some big movies coming out in 2020. So that's oh, actually, movies. yes, two years from now. These are all confirmed rumors. So what I'm going to do is one by one, I'm going to read off the names of the movies and tell you when they're coming out. And then I would like for you guys just to tell me real quick in 60 seconds what you think about the movie. Is it something you're interested in? Have you never heard of it before? So on and so on. Because some of these are weird. So here it goes. March the 27th, 2020. G.I. Joe, the third one. So the first one was Rise of the Cobra in 2009. The second one was 2013's Retaliation, I think it was. Um, I didn't play any of them. No, no, watch not games, movies. No, oh, I don't, I don't, I've never seen them. You've never seen G.I. Joe? No. Mm-mm. Dave, how about you? I have played with G.I. Joes and <laughs> I've seen the movies, but I will definitely wait till it comes out on DVD. Gotcha, gotcha. TK, did you see any of the first two movies? I saw the first one, I heard about the second, and I'll probably just Netflix it or wait till it's on Hulu. All right. Not big action fan. Not our favorite. No. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Also on March the 27th, we got another movie, just in case you're bored with action. Uh, Mulan is coming out. The live action version of Mulan, also by the Disney Corporation. The actress playing Mulan will be Yifi Liu who is famous for, uh, she was in Jackie Chan's The Forbidden Kingdom, mm. uh, the original Mulan having come out in 1998. Any interest in that? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It does look really good. That's yeah, good my whole adventure. crew loves, they love Mulan, so we'll mm-hmm. definitely see that. Oh, that's cool. Who, who's the actor who plays the dragon? Uh, I believe it's the director's Komodo dragon will be the dragon. It'll be a real <laughs> live dragon. Mm-hmm. We need Eddie Murphy back just to voice it. 
Or do you ever you ever see those guys that get the, their junk tattooed? I saw one that was tattooed like a dragon. So they might have one of those. That would be well, in in the Mulan movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever this is, I'm going to need you to talk about Maybe it. Maybe I the do obsessions. really want to see it. <laughs> That's the rated X version. Yes. That'll be in the porn version. <laughs> April the 10th, 2020, Fast and Furious 9, because we need another one of those. Also starring nope. Vin Diesel. Uh, apparently, in this one, the gang drives their cars through a series of video rental stores. <laughs> bring the industry to its knees. Any interest? Any thoughts? To me, Tokyo Drift is going to be the best and always will be. It's just not going to get any better than that, so I probably won't. Yeah, no interest, but I probably will end up seeing it like I've seen the others, probably like, you know, on DVD or Netflix. Because you have no choice because you have kids? No, no, (laughs) they don't really watch them at all. No, just because I'm bored at work and I'll I'll need a movie to watch. (laughs) May the 8th, 2020, Barbie is coming out. Uh, Anne Hathaway will play Barbie. Barbie. And the plot of the movie, and this is the real plot of the movie, Barbie gets voted off of Barbie Dreamland. No. She is not perfect enough, and so she's asked to leave. (gasps) Real thing. That that hurts my brain. That hurts your brain? I'm sad now. Yeah. Isn't it weird? It is weird. I'm reading this on IMDb, and I was like, that's dark for a Barbie movie. Maybe they're trying to fix the image of her that everybody thinks she's perfect and then in this case she gets thrown off and then the image of Barbie changes at the end. I'm hoping they circle it back around because otherwise yeah. it's just the sequel is going to be people it's gonna will be, be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love Miss Hathaway, but no to the Barbie. Yeah, no. May 22nd, 2020, Godzilla versus Kong. Director in, The director in that movie is Adam Wingard, who is known for the remake of The Blair Witch Project in 2016. Nope. Now, I... this could be big. It's Godzilla and Kong. No. Uh, yeah, the same but there time. was like Freddy and Jason. You know, mm-hmm. they did that too. Exactly. Well, even the last Godzilla movies, I, they weren't really good at all. Like, I mean, I might accidentally see it, but I'm definitely not going to wait at the theater. And gotcha. Look. I've never seen a Godzilla film. I've never been interested. Never? In no. Not never. even the original? Kong. I, I'm all about Kong. <laughs> Yo, but, that last Kong was really good, right? Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. They really a did a twist. great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Godzilla just can't. I can't get into it. I would drive in the yeah. open. I would see it because that's where you see monster movies. Hell yeah. In the theater, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's the big screen. No, a drive through. Oh. Drive in. Oh, that's like, a I drive-in. like weird mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. like The Blob. You know, like they're, they're weird. Oh. <laughs> but Godzilla just never stuck. Are there still drive ins? There's, yeah. there's, one there's one in New Jersey. Up north somewhere. Do you have to go yeah. like... Do you have to go in your DeLorean? Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> I, TK I, has a DeLorean. I may, I may get a DeLorean just to go to a drive-in and just because the doors are awesome. Nice. <laughs> 60 seconds are up. July Yay. 3rd, 2020, Minions 2. Apparently the Minions unionize and then succeed in increasing the minimum wage. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see the other one. Don't you didn't see the other care. one? Oh, I thought that would be more popular. All right, moving on. I think a lot of people will want to see it. I know it's very popular on Twitter. I think it's going to make a fortune. I just, I don't want to see it. Oh, yeah, I know the kids love it. Yeah, First one was okay, yeah. No one will have any idea what's going on. I know, I'm more of like a horror psychological thriller type person, so Mm -hmm. this is not my wheelhouse. July 10th, 2020, Indiana Jones and the Unnecessary Wounding of an Iconic Actor. (laughs) Harrison Ford... (laughs) Will be seventy-four years old. 
Mm-hmm. And this movie was, was confirmed by the studio as well as by uh, the by the producer um, uh, and back in October of 2015. So this is definitely happening. It will be the fifth Indiana Jones movie. No word on what the plot is or what the title will be. But is this kind of like a, a movie where he is maybe, you know, the old Indiana Jones and he's raising a new Indiana Jones? Like right. You, you could imagine that yeah. would probably be the plot. But like Chris said, we don't know yet. But mm. if it is, I mean, I love those movies. So I'm probably definitely in. Who's the guy yeah. from uh, the movie where The Hangover? Um, Bradley Whitford? Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Um, Bradley Cooper yeah, Philly is boy. rumored to possibly be interested in maybe doing something like that, but uh, yeah, there's no conf- confirmation of that. Uh, we do know for a fact that Shay LaBeouf will not be in this movie. Oh, yes. I mean, I would definitely see it. I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf yeah. Uh, had enough of that when he had his skull crystallized uh, a couple years back. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's doing his <laughs> own thing. And final movie, November the twentieth, twenty twenty. Uh, that's 11 20, 2020, for those of you who are interested. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts and Where to Find Them, number three. Uh, Hell yeah. This is no the way. Harry Potter spinoff. Yep. Uh, super Be waiting in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very boring. I agree. Are you going, TK? I will definitely be going to that. I was just thinking, okay, yeah. so I got to make sure I'm, whatever our job I'm at, I'm off work for a few days. Yep. Might as well quit now. <laughs> <laughs> Just start waiting in line at a random theater. What are you waiting for? <laughs> 11, 11, 2020. Camped out with all your gear, haven't bathed for like months. <laughs> 50 coolers of ramen noodles. <laughs> and so I'm sure there will be other movies coming out in 2020, but that's all I have uh, for that. Yeah. Nice. Yes, those are the only movies we care about. And so that brings us to the other thing that was in the news this week. And there was only one other thing. But the this one was, thing. Yeah. It was so good, I had to bring it here as well. There was a hotel in Victoria, British Columbia, and it is called the Fairmount Empress. And they were doing perfectly fine until uh, the year 2001 when they met up with a gentleman named Nick Birchall, who was from Nova Scotia. This, I forget what you've heard about the East Coast, West Coast thing in Canada. Uh, this isn't about that. Uh, Nick Birchall was coming to visit some friends in British Columbia, and he brought with him a special gift. It was gourmet pepperoni. Apparently in Nova Scotia, this is a thing, okay? And this is top of the line, super amazing pepperoni, okay? So Ooh, he comes into like the hotel. For pizza? Yes, exactly. Well, mm. this might be num, a little num, bit above num, and num. beyond pizza. I mean, it, it might be like a $40 pizza if you were willing to go that route. <laughs> so he brought his pepperoni to the hotel and was checked in, went upstairs to his room, and was remiss to f- discover that they had no refrigerator. It's very important that you serve pepperoni chilled. Uh, Warm pepperoni has a chemical in it that causes cancer. So he decided that he wanted to chill his meat the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Cracked open a window and sat it on the windowsill. And then he went for a walk for about 40 minutes. And when he came back, (laughs) his room had been invaded by no less than 30 seagulls and six puffins. And... (laughs) The crisis escalated from there. He attempted on his own to get the seagulls out of the room, including wrapping one of the seagulls in a bath towel, which he hurled out the window because it refused to leave of its own accord. And it (laughs) fell onto the head of a guest who was checking in uh, to the valet station below. He then attempted to clean up the room by himself because he didn't want to be charged for any of this. Uh, Seagulls, as you might imagine, aren't used to pepperoni. 
And they make quite a mess when they consume <laughs> things that they're not normally adjusted to. Oh, and no. so he took a, a hair dryer and basically attempted to dry <laughs> and then scoop up the excrement that had caked the room. myself right now. <laughs> except he was using two hair dryers and blew out the electricity to the three floors <laughs> above him and below him and to his floor as well. So there was a very succinct message from the people who owned the hotel, and it was goodbye. They told him never to come back uh, to their hotel or to Nova Scotia, and he was banned for 17 years. But this week, there was a warming of their hearts, and they pardoned him, and they are now allowing him to return to their hotel. Oh. Yes. So I'm yes. pepperoni, I hope. Such a happy story. This was headline news in every Canadian newspaper. So that oh. tells you the kind of world that the Canadians live in. <laughs> I don't know how none of them have been taken over, but there you go. That's the news for the week. That just seems like an event that would happen to me. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Grizz, what game this week are you playing? Uh, well, there was a couple really nice sales uh, on Steam, uh, but I picked up a particular game which was very interesting. It was called Famousity or Famousity. I'm not entirely sure what they were going for because they spelled it wrong. <laughs> right. But is there a mouse in it? It is about famous people, so I'm going oh. with Famousity. Okay. Famousity. Famousity. You can find it on Steam. <laughs> it is a card game, but it's a very interesting card game, a very simple card game. So I would actually recommend this for kids. Um, it's a game where your cards have three things on them. Number one is the face of a famous person. So there's uh, Britney Spears. And there's, uh, uh, you know, famous presidents and, you know, like Benjamin Franklin, people like this. Okay. Socrates is on one of the cards. And the cards are divided into five different categories. There's like super old people. There's, you know, like mediocre old people. There's more <laughs> recent old people. There's people who are contemporaries. And then there's uh, just ancient people. Old old people okay historic people and the idea of the game is that you want to kind of collect one from each of the eras okay so you want one recent person you know and one of the you know uh, of the more or less quasi old and then you get like one of the ancient old people okay you put them all together and you get points for this the cards also have other things um, you're playing, you know, each hand you're dealt like five cards and during each round you have to put one card in the middle and you're trying to match them up with the other cards um, in order to win the hand. And the way that you do that is that at the top of each card there is whatever the person was famous for. So like Benjamin Franklin was an inventor. There's a little icon for invention. He also was a diplomat. So there's a little bit of a diplomatic thing. And so if you were to meet up with, say, another diplomat, okay, uh, Winston Churchill, per se, then, or as an example, then you would try to play the the Benjamin Franklin card with the Winston Churchill card to try to match up those icons, all right? Then there's a final thing at the bottom of each card. Each card has a special action. Sometimes you can steal cards from other players. Sometimes you can swap things. And it actually is a very interesting, and there is a, a bit of strategy there, um, a very interesting game. So I recommend that one. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It's promo time. Hey, Chris. Yes, CA? Look, I just got some new dice from TabletopLoot.com. That's convenient. They're our presenting sponsor this week. Which dice are these? They're called Rolling Thunder. 
Huh. Let's give him a try. Noise. Yes, well balanced. Listeners, visit tabletoploot.com right now to replicate this experience during your own tabletop game. They have lots of dice to choose from, plus accessories to help make your tabletop games even better. Tabletop loot, loot for every table. Additional sound effects have been added to this advertisement for dramatic purposes and are not intended to imply the tabletop loot dice make any other sound other than the natural bone crack meets finger drumming caused by the natural physics of the falling object experiencing the natural decay of energy is rigorously proven by the Notha theorem. All opinions expressed in this advertisement are those of the host, some of the listeners, two thread raiders, and Pepe the engineer and are not necessarily shared by tabletop loot at subsidiaries now or in the future, nor offer any guarantee, in fact, or implied of an abundance of nat 20. Noises made by dice, names of dice, and the laws of physics are subject to change. This disclaimer supersedes all previous disclaimers and does not exist in the state of California, which has its own laws of physics. If you experience vertigo, dryness of palm, and a persistent loss of history check, seek additional training from a professional. Void were inhibited. And now, back to the show. And so, now, obsessions. Obsession. Uh, For Thread Raiders. uh, I actually don't have one this week. I've been kind of busy. I have work. And doing some editing, which I talked about last time. You've been time. on your meds. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, sex is always an obsession, but let's not get into that. I know. I thought about <laughs> that, too. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a given. Most but, sharing yeah. obsessions. <laughs> so, uh, CA or TK, do you guys have any obsessions this week? I want to hear TK speak. <laughs> <laughs> Recently rediscovered on YouTube a show I love watching. I'm a huge fan of Leonardo da Vinci, uh-huh. and I love Ooh. it. I, I have too. all of the da Vinci like core models that you can build of all of his inventions. Uh-huh. And there's a show called Doing Da Vinci that is uh, on YouTube now <laughs> that I recently <laughs> discovered because a friend of mine sent me episode. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing Da Vinci. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> they show you how to make all of Da Vinci's inventions using the you know, modern tools, but uh-huh. like uh, the, his war machines, uh, his self-propelling car, which I have a model of, which I have to replace the spring on because I also tinker with things and realize I can increase the power on this thing. <laughs> that is cool. That is really cool. And as the only adult in the room, I would like to say uh, bonus points for the educational <laughs> nature of that obsession. I want to do Da Vinci. The more the merrier. I'll take them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually went to a um, a museum called the Franklin Institute that's in Philadelphia, and whoop, whoop. they had a convention for Da Vinci, and it was very impressive. Like they made these life size models of some of his creations, and they had some of his original works there. And uh, I just I love Da Vinci; he's one of my favorites. Yeah, and for anyone that travels to the East Coast, you know, Northeast, you have to go to the Franklin Institute. It's one mm-hmm. of my faves. Yeah, I uh, I have a small museum group. In fact, Griswin Griswicks is in it. Yeah. As well, yeah. and we we go to museums all throughout Philadelphia. It's, it's really amazing. Philadelphia is a go. big museum town, and, it, and it's great yeah. for kids too. It's very interactive, and and they talk about all types of things. Like there's an exhibit just based on the heart, based on the brain. Yo, it's a great the way for heart kids to learn. you can walk through. <laughs> yeah, it's been around since before right? I was born. That thing's they have amazing. a gigantic heart that you can walk through. It's yeah, it smells so like cool. it too. And they added. <laughs> 
They added a section for the brain, and you can actually climb nice. up the synapses and stuff and hang from above. It's really cool. I'm waiting mm. for the for the grand Vans deference that they're going to put down. There. <laughs> <laughs> the, the science nerd in me is like, I have to, I've not been there since I was six, seven years old in school. Like, I'm going to wow. go back now. Yes, you should come with us, it's TK. We're going to do Escape the Room there. Oh, my God. We got to do a PA Pensy group. Yes. Are you in? Together. You want to go? I'm definitely in. Yeah, let's do it. You able up. to come, TK? Yeah. I just have to make You're sure I have time. I have to call my boss. No, hey, I'm not going to be here this day. I might not be back because we're trying to escape oh, a room. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call him and tell hell him. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Why are you late to work? Sorry. We got stuck <laughs> in the room. Well, Listen, you know, we're not really I, sure. got, I got this movie coming out in 2020. It's a, it's a whole big thing. I gotta go. <laughs> Don't get me started. There was this dog whistle. So, Grizz, <laughs> how about you, brother? Hey, the, do- the, do- the dog whistle manufacturers know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've, CA, waited, I've waited long enough. Uh, <laughs> I have an obsession. So, it turns out that there's something called magnet fishing, okay? This is where you take... I had that game. A Yes. Well, imagine that, but on a life-size scale. Oh. You take a neodymium magnet, okay? These are one of the most... These are very powerful rare earth magnets, okay? They can hold up to 500 pounds. Now, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But you take this thing, <laughs> and you tie it to the end of a rope, and you hurl it over a bridge, okay, in real life, <laughs> and let it go into the water... And just roll around on the bottom of the of the river, right? Like hurl it, just like a seagull right out of a hotel room. This is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. And <laughs> you pull up whatever metal is at the bottom of the river. This is a thing. And I'm all excited about it. When, like, are you excited about polluting it so that you can use the magnet? Or are you excited to use the magnet? But you're cleaning the, the river. Technically, you're cleaning the By river. By cleaning and the river. They yeah. have YouTube videos of people pulling guns and knives and saw blades out of the bottom <laughs> of the river. We could solve crimes. We could mm-hmm. solve crimes. I could be a hero. So the people doing it are doing it for a selfish reason, not just to clean up the uh, environment, right? They want to find things. Well, I'm not them. I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> I, know I think that they're trying I would to clean up the environment. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to solve a crime. The person who started it probably started it for a good reason, but... Yeah. Uh-huh. Solving a crime using science, that's some Sherlock Holmes shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same people that are doing the um, the, the uh, detectors on the beach looking for some gold and coin. I love those people. Those are my peeps. Watch what you say. <laughs> Damn you people. Now, the real question They're is- probably the same people that say anyways. Why do they trust people like us with neodymium magnets? I mean, I, can, I have some in my garage. Like, why did they... I'm a guy who... I found black powder in my garage. I was like, I can make a flashbang. <laughs> who are you? I keep a neodymium magnet with me in my house in case the FBI shows up. Okay. I can drop it on right. my hard drive. But Let me make sure if, I put a I note in here. If I could find a here. way to put a rope on top of that thing, we're going to the river. <laughs> Add TK and Grizz to the terrorist watch list. <laughs> hey, Grizz. Yes, sir. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? So now is the time for what's in the box, which is our segment where uh, I give a, a scenario that you would find in a normal D and D game. And uh, I ask my co-host and our guest to uh, answer the question. What's in the box? What's in the box? 
All right, so here we go. After three days of travel and one especially necessary bubble bath, you find yourself nursing the most expensive beer you've ever paid for back at the Smoking Newt, the most popular tavern in the kingdom. All around you, movers and shakers ply their trade. But two rapscallions in particular, one old and one young, have taken great pains to enter the bar unseen and taken a table in the darkest corner they could find. And at the elder man's feet is a box the size of a Cinnabon. You <laughs> swig your beer and stand. An expert at casual walking, you cross the room without raising suspicion and position yourself at the end of the bar. At the perfect moment when everyone seems to be distracted, you choke down a potion of invisibility. <laughs> now you have 45 seconds of looting to do. As you silently stoop beside the two, ob two oblivious men, the elder chides his companion. Oi, if Big Red ears you say something like that, it'll have your ears as pocket fobs. You spare a second to ponder what will happen to the younger man's ears when Big Red finds out his box is about to be empty. <gasps> My question for you is this. What's in the box? Hmm. And TK, because you're a guest, you're going to go first. Ooh, uh -oh. No pressure. No pressure. He can't go first. He's got to think. If he doesn't want to, that's fine. I uh, actually know something. When CA mentioned it to me, I... I... My current Monday campaign, they went looting or went to an area kind of off the grid of where they should have gone. <laughs> and all they found was a tiny box, a jewelry box. Ooh. Inside was a tiny sewing needle, which the artificer pocketed and kind of put in his hair. But no one detected magic on it because it's a sewing needle. You don't think anything about it. And at the <laughs> end of the game, they're like, so what was that sewing needle? I was like, oh, if you... Uh, Take any blunt force trauma to your head, you're immediately teleported to Strahd. <laughs> oh, no. Also bound to the person who picked it up. Now, how does the teleporter work? Uh, it is kind of like a town portal on Diablo where a portal opens in front of you, but you're sucked in, and then it immediately closes. Oh, jeez. Nice. Now, tell me that. The PCs must have been pissed. <laughs> Does the needle have anything engraved on it? Under normal eyes, no. But if you have, like, if you're from the Fey Dark or the Underdark, you'll see that it says uh, "Property of BSV." And who's that? And uh, oh crap! I screwed up the initials. Uh, it's property of uh, Baron von Strahd. Nice. Okay. Ah. <laughs> I like that. BSG. So convenient is taking you back to its owner. Yeah, it's just, you know, you might die when you get back there. Yes, but it's like a faithful pet. I will accept your answer. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's easy. Um, as soon as I saw that size of a box, you will open it and find a dry, charred, shriveled up heart. Oh. Ooh. Was it of the children we talked a few like episodes back? I'll well, ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> Is it of any of the children who we found a few episodes back? It, it very well could be. We don't know because we, we only just opened the box. We haven't had time to do uh, an autopsy on it. Autopsy. An autopsy on it. So is it a mummified heart? Uh, well, I mean, it's dried and charred and shriveled up. So oh, it's uh, I guess you could say that. Is it a lich's heart? <gasps> mm. 
Yes, does it appear like a human heart, or is it perhaps something of a different... <laughs> it it appears humanoid in size, but okay. it is definitely uh, shriveled up a little bit. So unless you are medical uh, in the medical field, you might not know how the size would differ. Does it have all the valves, or is it just the heart? I don't know. I haven't looked that close. I just Is it beating still? It is not beating. It, oh. Is it wrapped in anything to keep it fresh? It is not. There is a little uh, little cloth underneath it. I guess so you can wrap it and take it if you'd like. <gasps> TK, are you still alive? I'm still alive. I'm thinking on okay. what, what kind of heart. <laughs> it's not TK's heart. We're okay. <laughs> oh, I thought we lost one. <laughs> is it packed in coffee grounds to keep it from the dogs? <laughs> That's what I get. <laughs> All right. Then I accept your answer. Uh-huh. CA, any idea what's in the box? Severed in ear attached box? to a chain? Lock of ogre hair? Oh, my bo- <laughs> Pearl the size of a bonbon? <laughs> Uh, inside this box, you see a starfish. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is it alive or dead? It's alive. Ooh. Does he have it's all of his arms? He does. Does he have anything engraved on him? He does. What does it say? You can't read it. It's in a language unfamiliar to you. Only TK knows. Is he pink? Is he wearing shorts? And is he smiling at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he does have a sponge as a friend. Oh, is there a sponge mm-hmm. in the box? There's a sponge in the box, <gasps> and he's surrounding it. I know, I know. If you were wearing him on your head and you took damage, would you be teleported anywhere? No. <laughs> All right. So I rank you third place. <laughs> and that's the end of what's in the box. What's in the box? <laughs> All right. We have a few extra questions I'd like to ask since we have TK... DM extraordinaire with us. So uh, the question is, as a dungeon master, because we know all of us here have uh, DM'd at some point. Yep, that's correct. Could you ever see yourself using mobile phone apps or a tablet as part of your role-playing game? Now, I, for one, will answer that right away because, as you know, we do a quest for Magic and Steel. It is our... Uh, role-playing game that we play and uh, do every Sunday morning, and we make a podcast. My daughter, Amara, is the DM, and uh, there's six of us around the table. And as we play, we use the app. We use the, uh, it's the D&D 5e 5th edition character sheet, and it's on the iPhone iPhone and the Android. It's amazing. I love it. It's free to try. This thing stores your characters? Yes, it stores your characters, and I have currently one two three four five six and i don't know if there's a limit or not it makes the characters fifth edition it makes them for you and um it takes you step by step in the character creation you can just kind of like let it do it automatically or you can select to do it manually uh, if you want to do it that way but it makes it really easy for me especially you know on the fly when i play some roll 20 games or you know i do like a, a one shot i can just go oh yeah no problem boom i jump in there punch in what kind of character I want to be, and bam, done. And uh, it gives me all the pages. I flip through it. It shows me uh, it's got a spot to put spells in. There's a companion app that I have. It's called the D&D Spellbook. I use that as well. And that's a list of 5e spells, and it's awesome. So I can uh, save them and uh, for whatever. That only does one character at a time that you can save as your favorites, but you can do whatever you are. It asks you the class. You pick one, and then it gives you uh, you want your cantrips, or your level of uh, magic spells. 
amazing. So for me, I think it really depends on the situation and the group that you're in. My experiences with phones in a group, it tends to be where the players get very distracted about other things that are going on in the phone. And I feel like that takes away from a game. That's when you How- beat them. I know, I know, but I can't do that. I'm a you kind have to have person. a stick. Like Twitter. Could... <laughs> Twitter, they're yes. sons of bitches. They're always interrupting my game. However, mm-hmm. I did have a party, actually, with Empire Steel and Open Legend, what? where I did a spontaneous murder mystery D&D game for 12 people. And mm-hmm. some, if not half of the people, did not have characters. And they used these apps to create them. And it was very fast, yeah. very efficient. Mm-hmm. And it was really handy to have. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I feel that uh, it, it can be very useful in a game. But again, it just really depends on the people and yes. if they can use it just for the D&D game and yep. not other apps on your phone. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we actually uh, get into that sometimes because it's early morning we do it. And we're half asleep, some of the people. And then you'll find like Josiah or my other daughter will be on there. And they'll be like, oh, excuse me. Like Amara will yell at him. Uh, pay attention, please. We just mm-hmm. asked you a question. And we have to smack him. He's on Facebook. I'm like, give me that phone. so this would be expensive but i've always thought that this would be a good idea what if you had like a projector mounted to your ceiling that shot down at your table instead of at your wall and through the projector you could put like a map or you could put like uh you know like a jpeg of a piece of loot or something like that and you could literally project onto the table up there yeah, you could project onto the table the map that they're playing in, and then they could see the world right in front of them. Honestly, this is how I picture TK's house looking like, <laughs> with all these contraptions and maps yes. moving around the ceiling. and like. <laughs> My one friend's house who we occasionally play at, uh, he had me help him do just that. Uh, he, we mounted two projectors onto his basement where we would game, Yeah, two on his roof. <laughs> one would... He connected to his iPad at all times so he could quickly you know, sift through the maps. And the other was plugged into a computer that we had hidden behind his bar that I controlled with my phone for the random encounters when we would GM together. <laughs> nice. Yes. He would do the maps. I would just load up any encounters in the player tokens. I love it. <laughs> it was awesome, but it's a power hog, and those bulbs are freaking expensive. Now, as yeah, far as the, really are. the main question, have you ever used apps? Or what are your thoughts on those? Uh, I use uh, my Monday campaign because I don't have everything memorized for all the different guides because it's a homebrew world. I love, Yeah, you can use anything you want. Mm-hmm. I have my little crummy old school Android tablet that has Android 4.0 on it. I have all my books on there. Right, right, right. So like, oh, yeah, this is from, so I'll say, even roll 20, it'll give like a good example of what it is but it doesn't show the whole picture of a skill or something like from Xanthar's. It'll show like a little snippet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. And rather than having to cut away from roll 20 or switch screens, I just flip over my tablet and flip to the page quick. Nice. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, I so ha- it can be very useful. I have heard it being in a bunch of groups of other podcasters. A lot, there's a ton of of actual play podcasts. It's funny because there was only a couple when I started, which was only like almost three years ago. And um, now it's like there's a million of them. It's amazing. Or maybe I just wasn't searching hard enough. I don't know. But um, <laughs> there's a ton of them. And a lot of them had talked about with their sound, how they have problems. You know, they have their players and they're, I guess they're on laptops. They let them all have their own laptop and they're tapping away on the keyboard 
and they're picking up that sound. Or maybe they're playing online, like you know, like we do with the Roll Twenty, and you can hear people. They're on their mic is open and they're typing away, yeah, right. and it's really annoying. And I'm like, wow, yeah, no, we cannot have that. That's why the the phone app is fine for me. Mm-hmm. As far as that's All right, well, that's going to be uh, it for us. We're at the end of the show. Um, so we're going to give out some things of what's going on locally. We have some shows coming up in the Philly area and other things, but first off, so, uh, TK, we know you guys started this interview show on, on Twitch and you were great. You had a, um, an excellent guest a couple weeks ago. Uh, tell us about how that went and what you're looking forward to doing in the future with that show. Uh, it went really well. A lot of good things for Retroverse came about from it. Also, we did our test play of it, which also aired on the Thread Raiders channel. Mm-hmm. We have a few games that Dak, Time, and I were talking about. One, CA passed our way, which I'm excited to play. I just have to get more time to play it. Mm-hmm. That's AD Miniatures, right? Yes, that looks mm-hmm. awesome. It so looks cool. And there are Kickstarters uh, out as well. And Dak has a few games he's looking into, and Time sent us one, but none of us can afford the book at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) $78 for a book. Maybe I'll like it. (laughs) I'll buy it. (laughs) Anything else going on? Uh, As always, which changed over a few weeks ago by the time this would air, uh, the Chatter Run is now going to be on the Thread Raiders channel. (gasps) Yeah. TK. That's amazing. You're so cool. <laughs> the pickles and, uh, and the pickles <laughs> also will be hopefully have finished by the end of summer because my schedule opens up the Thread Raiders cookbook and the Thread Raiders monster manual yay nice so excited about those things yeah man mm-hmm. and then we can do a podcast where we cook his food life <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah I just get a call. So that so half of Philly's on fire. We're not really sure what happened. Was that a cup of hot peppers or a truckload? Oh, uh, jeez. Oh. We want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Thank you. Thank you. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Thanks, guys, very much uh, for being with us from the beginning, mm-hmm. being the Thread Raiders sponsor. Sponsor, yeah. And uh, thanks to our listeners. Thanks to you for downloading and hopefully subscribing to our show, so we that love you, you will not you will not miss a minute of this wonderful awesomeness. Or a second. Yes. Uh, and also, just uh, you can find us everywhere. It'll be in the show notes. The show notes. But the one you want to remember is threadraiders.com. Yeah. Anybody else want to add anything before we sign off? I think we're good. I think that's it. All right, let's say goodbye to the fine folks. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>